Welcome to Podcats, bringing the eye to your ear. Last time on Podcats, we followed the mission trip our students made down to Mexico and heard some of the stories of the people they were serving near the border. But what humanitarian crisis were they sent to see? A good place to start is taking a look at legal immigration. According to Mr. Strauss, who's been leading the Kino border mission trips to Mexico for the last three years, the main problem with getting into the country legally is the lengthy process for doing so. Getting the documentation necessary to come into the United States from Mexico takes upwards of 20 years. Why don't people just apply legally, go through the legal process? Well, the legal process is so backlogged because right now policy only lets a small uh, percentage of Mexicans and Central Americans in uh, in our country. Right now, they're only hearing cases from like 1996. So if I applied today in 2018, I'm going to have to wait 20 plus years for my case to be heard. You know, and I think when I'm f- fleeing a country where there's a lot of violence, there's no opportunity. You know, whatever those situations are. You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to wait in line for 20 years, or am I going to take my chances and try to get here? Mr. DeWitt expanded on this point. Well, they really have no option. That's the only way that they can cross. Our system is broken such that the poor and vulnerable are not able to, to, to find visas in the United States, and so their only option is to cross illegally and to cross with the protection of the cartels. Well, then they're taken advantage of in, in, in disgusting ways, disgusting ways. A steady 200 bodies a year is what's at stake at the Mexican-American border, according to NPR. These bodies haven't come from nowhere. The way the United States is protecting its border is endangering migrants entering the United States. That method of stopping illegal immigration? Prevention through deterrence. Prevention through deterrence is the idea that in order to stop people from coming into the United States illegally, Border Patrol can push immigrants into dangerous areas instead of populated ones. This, in theory, deters potential immigrants by increasing the amount of immigrant deaths in those areas. But that's in theory. The real effect is instead that people continue to cross, and crossing the border becomes more dangerous. According to Sapiens, a digital publication that looked into the effects of prevention through deterrence, quote, Much to the chagrin of federal officials, prevention through deterrence has done little to stop migration. The policy has mainly succeeded in turning border crossing into a dangerous and violent journey that occurs out of public view. Sapiens goes on to explain that these immigrants instead attempt to traverse the Arizona desert. With temperatures regularly going above 100 degrees and no water or food to be seen, the area is a death trap. Quote, Since 2000, more than 5 million undocumented migrants have traversed the Arizona desert. The bodies of 2,908 people who have failed to survive this gauntlet have been recovered in Arizona in that same time period, although it's widely believed that the actual number of migrants who have died en route is far higher. But prevention through deterrence isn't just ineffective. It might actually be making the problem worse. By making it impossible for immigrants to cross by themselves, the United States has opened the door to organizations that still have the resources to make it across. Namely, cartels and human smuggling operations. Because prevention through deterrence makes it harder for individuals to cross the border, many immigrants have no choice but to work with one of these organizations in order to cross. Mr. Strauss commented on the fact that entities on the Mexican side of the border have tried to take control of it. Uh, People in the Mexican side are, are profiting more, finding ways to control the border on their side more. 
So, you know, if you're coming up from southern Mexico, if you're coming up from El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, you get to the border, uh, you're not even being allowed to cross freely. You have to either smuggle drugs or pay money just to be afforded that opportunity by Mexicans. A lot of cartels have have come in and tried to, to control the border on the Mexican side. Although it seems counterintuitive to rely on highly illegal operations in the hopes of crossing the border, these organizations have become the only ones with enough resources to send immigrants across the border because crossing has become so difficult. In recent years, the stranglehold the cartels have on the areas around the border has actually gotten worse as a result of tougher immigration control. According to Mr. Strauss, this has led to extortion from the cartels on the border. You know, another issue that has happened is, you know, people who are trying to cross, they pay the coyote <clears throat> X amount of dollars. Uh, in the past, it used to be you pay the coyote the sum, he gets you across, he lets you go. Now, these coyotes who are, seem to be related to a lot of the cartels, they're trying to extort more money. And so what they do is they get you across, and then there are these houses that, you know, agents have discovered and raided and what have you where you know the coyotes have an apartment and they they pack small rooms with 30 40 50 people and are basically holding them hostage till they get more money before they're released from there as well and it gets worse because of prevention through deterrence the human rights of immigrants are being violated mr dewitt nsj explains how at the comador Many of the migrants' rights had been violated, but they had not known what their rights were. So the migrants are educated on what their rights are, because many times uh, these migrants are abused by either uh, U.S. or Mexican officials. It could be either one in the process of being deported. And many times they just accept it as the reality. They think that it is completely lawful for a U.S. Border Patrol agent to uh, hit them in the kneecaps and knock them to the ground rather than asking them to go down on the ground. Uh, they think that's completely normal and within the power of the border control, but they don't realize that it is a human rights violation. This lack of understanding of what rights the migrants have has led to them being exploited by officials, border agents, and cartels. Moreover, women are disproportionately affected by the border issue. Um, but women are a very forgotten demographic in the border issue because so few migrants are actually women. Um, the statistics are that men are usually the ones crossing, they're looking for work, they're sending money back to their families in their home countries, uh, or they're trying to start a life that they can then move their, their uh, wife and, and children uh, to be with them in the United States. Um, so uh, when women are crossing, they are very often subjected to, um, uh, it could be extortion um, by the by uh, coyotes, uh, the people who shepherd them across, who guide them across. Um, it could be, so they could be charged way more money than any man would be charged because simply they, they're, they're taken advantage of. They could be uh, taken into sexual slavery. Um, they could be uh, kept on as prostitutes. Um, any, any of these types of issues. They are, it's, it, and many times they often have children with them too and they have no way of, of um, taking care of their children in the process of crossing. Despite the terrible things happening to those trying to cross the border, According to Mr. DeWitt, that is seldom the focus of debate on the issue. 
so often the narrative on on the border issue is about drugs. It's about the gangs. It's about the cartels. And uh, we we think that anyone who is trying to cross uh, illegally is uh, a member of the cartel. Is someone who uh, is uh, you know a crook, a criminal, and they deserve being deported. Well, so often the people who are affected by the border issue, the the vast majority of the people who are affected by the border issue, are not the gangs and the cartels themselves, but are the the poor and the vulnerable who are taken advantage of by these cartels. However. Even with all these points considered, many argue that people coming into the country has led to an influx of workers, which could lead to jobs being taken by immigrants instead of Americans. According to the Pew Research Center, however, there is no sector or occupation where unauthorized immigrant workers were a majority. In all industries or occupations, they were outnumbered by U.S.-born workers. Many have also raised concerns about potential criminals coming into the country. Interestingly, according to Tucson News Now, the counties along the southern border are among the lowest crime rate in the country. Quote, the prevalence of violent activity associated with other poor areas is not true of the border, damaging the theory that dangerous criminals are escaping Mexico. Many have also raised concerns about potential criminals coming into the country. Interestingly, according to Tucson News Now, the counties along the southern border are among the lowest crime rate in the country. Quote, the prevalence of violent activity associated with other poor areas is not true of the border, damaging the theory that dangerous criminals are escaping Mexico. Mr. DeWitt commented on this point further. Look, the real people who are being hurt by the current border situation are the poorest among us, are the people on the margins. Uh, they're not villains. They're people who have been beaten down and who are just looking to better their life. So, immigrants coming into this country are neither taking jobs nor acting dangerously. But... According to Mr. DeWitt, it goes deeper than just a political issue. We're dealing with a faith issue here. It's not necessarily political, but for us as Catholic Christians, uh, the issue is predominantly one of how we treat our brothers and sisters who are uh, just equally as loved by God as we are. Um, Finding the dignity of the least of our brothers and sisters is something the St. Ignatius community is very familiar with. Mr. DeWitt drew parallels to our own Labra ministry. It's very akin to the kind of people that they meet on the Labra ministry here in Cleveland. People with very active faith lives who are uh, caught in bad situations um, and who are struggling in many different ways. But their faith is what fuels them. The Pope himself defended the rights of the migrants. According to Manny Fernandez from the New York Times, the Pope spoke in El Paso about immigration. Quote, quote, we cannot deny the humanitarian crisis which in recent years has meant the migration of thousands of people, whether by train or highway or on foot, crossing hundreds of kilometers through mountains, deserts, and inhospitable zones. Being faced with so many legal vacuums, they get caught up in a web that ensnares and always destroys the poorest. Not only do they suffer poverty, but they must also endure these forms of violence. So, right now, we're not enforcing the border in an ideal way. We're violating the human rights of migrants, and we're giving serious bargaining power to the crime organizations we're trying to destroy. After taking a step back, Mr. DeWitt reflected on the questions we should be asking ourselves, chief among them. What do I do as a Catholic? What is the next step? Uh, something has to change. The debate is what has to change, and, and our faith very much informs that decision. Next time on Podcasts, what border enforcement looks like today. We look at Operation Streamline a court case concerning a Border Patrol officer, and the zero-tolerance policy.
Thanks for listening. Got any suggestions? Let us know on Twitter at S-I-H-S-E-Y-E. See you next time on Podcasts.